evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bases Loaded, the final week of the 2021 regular season is upon us. Most of the teams have about four games left to go. Uh, the NL playoffs are all decided. We know what's going on there, or we know what five teams will be involved. Now, who's the one seed? Who's the wild card hosting team? That's still to be decided because the Giants have a two-game lead on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, two-game lead with include today five games to go. So there's a lot to play there, and the AL wild card just got great. I mean, it's been crazy, but with the Blue Jays beating the Yankees tonight. Um, Boston has a half game lead over Toronto and Boston for that second wild card. And Yankees only have a one and a half game lead for that one for the first wild card spot to host the playoff. Now, there's still a lot to be decided with four, day, four days to go. Um, sadly, Padres were eliminated from the from the wild card this weekend because St. Louis just chooses not to lose. Like they've won 16 in a row. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Chris, I don't think is that sad about it because Padres, let's be honest, uh, last month didn't play very well. So, well, well Brandon, I was going to say, I'm very confused. I thought baseball season ended like two weeks ago. Like there's still games going on. <laughs> like, wait, what's going on? Um, yeah, uh, there is a season still going on here. Um, we do have a couple weeks, uh, just a couple days left, but there's still, like I said, a lot to be decided. Um, Blake Astros, did they clinch? The AL West? Did I say that? The magic, magic number is one with the, the Mariners okay. on their hot streak and us losing a lot. That's what I was saying, like, selfishly in the <laughs> while we're in backstage. kind of They're going to lose tonight pretty much. It's six to nothing right now. And then the Mariners are playing tonight. Mariners are off tomorrow. We play the race again tomorrow night, and then go in on the Friday's game. The reason why I was saying that is because I'm going to the game Friday night, and it would be cool to see them clinch against the A's, you know. But at the same time, you know, as arrogant as it sounds, you know, I've kind of felt the same way, you know. The last two weeks, like, there's been a lot of great baseball on, but there's been – it's kind of like this mad dash to the finish that I'm just – I'm ready for – playoff baseball if that makes sense you know what I mean not to say that I'm not disinterested in any of these matchups and how interesting the AL wild card is and things like that I'm just so ready for playoffs to be here you know and uh, I'm just ready to see what happens because there's a lot of good storylines this season going into the playoffs yeah it's uh I'm actually I'm like I'm all in on uh Toronto like I I want Toronto to get in um, I don't want the Yankees to get in, but I think they'd, they'd have to have a pretty epic collapse here in the last four games because they have a one-and-a-half game lead for that first wild-card spot. But they do play the Tampa Bay Rays this weekend. So, you ne- like, if they – like, it's just crazy to think. If they sweep, uh, Toronto faces Baltimore this weekend. So the, that, again – they did beat Boston yesterday, which is just ridiculous. Um, you never know. Like, it would be a pretty amazing collapse there if the Yankees, because they lost tonight, say they lose tomorrow, say they lose all three to Toronto. I mean, um, Tampa. Tampa. Uh, Tampa. 
That's a five-game losing streak to end the season, and they were one of the hottest teams in baseball as of this morning. So yeah. it's interesting. It's going to be very exciting to watch. Seattle's right there too. Seattle's only a half game out of the second wild card spot as well. Who yeah, definitely. And I was going to say you, you you have to credit you have to credit Seattle. Like they they have played unbelievable down the stretch, and they have definitely put it together. And I mean, St. Louis and Seattle, two teams that have just been on an absolute tear the last couple of weeks, but. The Orioles, man, they they they've got so they got something to play for. They're they're a game up on Arizona for that. For they're a game up on Arizona trying to get that first pick in the draft. So you know, there's 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 something that might it be is tank there, season so. here in Phoenix, Arizona. I don't like to say it, but it is tank season. Problem is, they don't have to try to lose. They're just a bad, bad baseball team. Their bullpen is atrocious. A hundred game losing season and they give their manager a contract extension like when i heard when i heard the rumors about what they might do because this was the last year of his current deal i was like you know what i know he's a good manager because of what he did in 2017 they were just riddled with injuries to their entire pitching staff this year um So I was like, if they don't re-sign him or extend him, I'm not going to be disappointed. I just, me personally think he should be on a very short leash next year. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if they start the season the way they've been playing this year. I I think they should uh, fire him. Um, but if they can, I think stay at 500. I think that like he can save his job if he can keep them at 500 next year um they've been playing a lot of the young guys this uh like the last six weeks so i'm very impressed with what i've seen there um dalton varsho is a catcher that can run um play center he plays center left and right so he's he's one player that i'm like i'm very excited to watch um but yeah no our season's been over for quite a bit there um and padres just I said it to Chris in our uh, pre-show since they got no hit by the Dimebacks there in August. They're 11 and 26. Make that 11 and 27 as of last night losing. Yeah, you're not going to make the playoffs there when you win 30% of your games over a six-week stretch. Yeah, it's 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 been absolutely brutal to watch. And injuries are just an excuse. Every team deals with them, but uh the, the record in one run games, which you talked about before, I think it was like 20 and 26. So it's like mm-hmm. that, that's definitely something where you need to be able to close games. And I, I, I feel like we are going to see a massive overhaul in San Diego this year from the front office because there's going to be a lot of changes. The, you can't you can't do what they did in the second half of the season this year and just stay status quo. Injuries yeah. aside, it's it's just been unbelievably frustrating to watch down the stretch. I mean, you have a kid like Fernando Tatis Jr. who is who is the front runner in the NL MVP race still, regardless of what's happened right now. And just to watch what's happened, their struggles in games, not being able to produce runs, especially this month, it's just it's just been incredibly frustrating as a baseball fan to watch. It, it, it's had a feel of the 2010 eras of Padre baseball, which was just pain every year. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of gone through the same thing, Chris. A lot of people forget, you know, the Astros made that run in 2015 to lose it to Kansas City to move on. Kansas City moves on and wins the World Series. But a lot of people forget that, uh, you know, everybody here in Houston had high hopes in 2016 and the Astros completely crapped the bed and missed the playoffs that year. Then the following year, 
2017 happens. So I, I, I'm, I, I'm not saying that that's not going to happen, but what I'm saying is, you know, you, you're going to see a lot of these players grow up, you know, and I think the one thing that obviously San Diego is going to have to find is they're going to have to find those vocal leaders in, in, in the clubhouse, you know, and whether that's a current player or somebody that they're going to bring on, uh, let's face it, the starting rotation was riddled with injuries, you know, the second half of the season. But at the same time, what I'm saying is, you know, you don't have to hit the reset button when 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 the worst of the worst happened the season for them. Now, do I do I agree with you on a manager stance? Yes, I'll agree with you. But at the same time, I would it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't just blow everything up just on that case. Because let's face it, this is a really, really good team. And what happened can happen in baseball. And what's the sad thing about it is as hard as it is to watch as a fan, we see this year in and year out, honestly, on, on teams that should make it. So if anything, I, I think this will set a fire under that team next year. And we're going to see, obviously, a healthy Tatis. We'll see a healthy bullpen. You're going to get probably Clev back, you know, that's another arm. Um, Lament will be back to, you know, hopefully. And, you know, you got everything else kind of figured out at that point. But once you have all that mixed in with playing in a, in a division that has two 100-win teams this season, you know, that's that's really hard to overcome. And once you yeah. really kind of factor that in, that's why the, this team's sitting at like 500 right now is because you have two 100-win teams right there. So from the outside looking in, I can like give you hope, you know, because this is a really, really good team. And I felt that pain because 2016 was miserable to watch the Astros do what they did in the playoffs in 2015 and then completely miss out the following year. Well, I, I appreciate you bringing up that 2016 Astros because it gives me that little false sense of hope. It is, it is kind of crazy to think about that, that today is the first time the Padres have been sub 500 this entire year. Right. I mean, they I can think. still finish over 500. They can still finish they over 500. They won't. I mean, <laughs> is it really going to matter winning three extra games this year? Um, we'll see. Yeah, that's uh, this weekend, right? Like, yep, Friday. Friday's the first game. So, they're still um, they're still waiting to say the pitching matchup after obviously tomorrow because McCullers pitch is tomorrow, and since we only need one game to to clinch, I think they're toying with shutting Valdez down if they don't need to use him on Friday. But I'm pretty sure if they don't win tomorrow, and the Mariners win tonight, that Valdez will pitch Friday night at the game Friday that we're we're gonna be at. To be honest, for the AL wild card, I would love to see Toronto and Seattle, um, but a lot has to go their way for them for sure. both. For them both to get in, yeah, yeah. Major Boston League Baseball probably wants Yankees and Red Sox for that play for sure. Game. Um, Major League Baseball, ESPN, all of them—they they all want that matchup. I mean, we've Are already you, seen it seventy times on TV, so yeah. why not see it one more? Could you imagine the pitchers that would be thrown out for that game for that rivalry? You know, you would see. Like sale versus Cole, probably. Yeah, but then you, I, and then honestly, I, I wouldn't doubt like you would see Uvalde out there in the bullpen. You know what I mean, yeah. or yeah. something like that. You would see, you would see probably like two starters play in that game to win that game, and they wouldn't even care what happened the next round. They just, the if that rivalry happened in a wild card. No, t- the the team all they care about would probably be winning that game. I mean, I, don't don't get me wrong. 
they would care about what happened the rest of the playoffs, but they would do any means necessary to win that game. Yeah. Um, the AL wildcard game is next Tuesday. NL is on Wednesday. Um, we do not, well, it's not for certain, but most likely NL will be Cardinals at Dodgers. Uh, Cardinals literally haven't lost in like three weeks. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I'm kind of on that Cardinals bandwagon mainly because I love Nolan Arenado and I'm a huge Paul Goldschmidt stand. Um, I, I want, cause Paul Goldschmidt is like one of the best first basemen that nobody talks about. He always starts cold. Like I swear, like the season for him doesn't start till June 1st. And what he's done the last six weeks is simply amazing to watch. Um, and Nolan Arenado, I don't think has ever been in the playoffs because he's been with Colorado. So I'm happy for him. Um, Chris, you sent us this story about Devin Williams from uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, what an unbelievable story. So the drunkenly celebrating, gets upset, punches a wall. They, him and his, him and his, uh, I think it was his GM were sitting there and took an interview. And I mean, respect to both of them for sitting there and like actually like putting this out there. But he's gonna miss the entire playoffs. That is a massive, massive like thing for the Brewers. Like, I mean, this Brewers team is incredible. he was last year's year. NL Rookie of the Year. Exactly. So, so missing him throughout the playoffs is going to be a massive loss. And I actually talked to a Giants friend of mine, and they, I, I told him, I'm like, this, this is pretty good for you guys because, uh, you, you know, you're probably going to see them at one point or another. But yeah, just, just, just an unreal story with that. Like, wow. Like, how, how do you let something like that happen? Let your emotions get the best of you, and just, whew, that's 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 a tough loss. Like, I get it, you guys. This was the third time in franchise history you won the NL Central. It's a big deal, but come on, use your head. Like, this was just the first milestone. Like, you want to win the divisional round, you want to win the NLCS, and you want to win the World Series. But now you hurt your team. You you set your team back because you were probably their best bullpen arm, and you're gonna be out there because you got you got too drunk and you did something stupid, which happens all the time to normal people. I was what's, like, we do that all the time. We're, a, we're not, we're not pitching right? the playoffs. So, <laughs> I, I, what's worse, drunkenly breaking your hand or cutting your hand on a drone? From the I knew you were going to go there. I was, I was, I was like, I was like the second you said that. I'm for real. I what? think it's what? cutting your hand. I, I, I do too. I, don't, I, I, I think it's I think it's drunkenly because that could be that could be avoided a little bit more. But yeah, it's just it's, that, it's insane. But yeah, but Brendan, I know we were, we were talking about the NL and we were talking about how everything's wrapped up. Everything is technically not wrapped up. I mean, Philly Philly is on the Braves' heels right now, and they do face the Mets. They're okay, they are. They, they, they do play tomorrow. So if they win, it's a two and a half game, and. It's They're down seven to two to the Braves right now. They're down yeah. seven to two. No, no, they, they lost that game. So they're going to be four and a half back with what five to play, four yeah. uh, uh, four to play. Um, it's going to be interesting because the NL MVP will either be Tatis or Harper. Odds are neither one of them is going to make the playoffs. Um, I I know Tatis like a lot of people's like the way the teams played the last six weeks. Does he really deserve MVP? Bryce Harper has basically done the opposite like he's brought his team to close to making the playoffs or tatis like 
his team, but it wasn't his fault though. It wasn't the way Tatis was playing as to why they weren't winning games. Always th- feel like you know when the the race. It's old old writers, okay, and and I'm I, I'm not saying I agree with it, but when it comes down to it being this close, nine times out of ten, the writers are gonna always go with the veteran. You know what I mean? I mean, we talked about this, Brandon, what a couple of years ago when Verlander won the Cy Young. You know, we ran in and raved all the time on the show, and even I said, you know, I would have, I would, if I had a vote, I would vote for Garrett Cole that season. You know, but it's always it feels like you know the veterans always go shine on it. You know what I mean? Um, who who deserves it more? I mean, that's even tough for me to even tell you right now. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't have a guy on my team. They're both deserving of it. It's gonna it's it's gonna be one of those things that's gonna suck to see because we all know that Tatis, if he would have played a whole season, would have this in the bag by now. And that's regardless of 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 the record if it would be different or anything like that. But if Tatis wasn't hurt, you know, and missing the games here and there, this would have already been wrapped up as already. So. It's it's, well, it's, it's crazy. That was that was the one thing I was going to bring up. Is he leads the NL in home runs, and he's only played 125 games this year so far. Right. Like it is, it is kind of unreal what this kid has done. And I mean, he he hasn't even reached his full potential yet. So it's like if he doesn't get it this year, he will get it another year. Like for sure. But yeah, yeah. It's 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 been an incredible to watch him, especially with all the injuries, with the shoulder, with the shoulder thing going to right field. Just the entire year he's had it. It's been a pretty fascinating year, and I, I think I think it's it's hard for me to argue against him winning the NL MVP because I don't think there's anyone else I in the NL would, that would go Tatis because if yeah. Tatis played, let's say he played 145 games, 150, he would be running away with this thing for sure. So I uh, think it, uh, I personally would give it to Tatis, but like like Blake said, a lot of the writers are a little bit more old school. So they'll give it to the veteran, but I'm pretty sure Harper already has an MVP. Well, for sure, but I'm just trying to make. Well, it was the same thing with Verlander. You know, he already had a Cy Young. You know, so it's kind of the same thing. You know what I mean? It's just uh, I I don't know. You know, and also too, you know, we're talking about a a rule breaker. You know, he doesn't follow the unwritten rules. So no, he doesn't. No. Hey, uh, Brandon, I just sent a video on. I know this is a curveball. No pun intended. I want you to pull it up, and I want to play this because I want to, I want to like shine some light on this because this happened last night. Well, you're, try, the, you're trying to warm my heart. Is what you're doing. So. No, it's it, so I want you to tell me is this dirty or not dirty right here on, on the video. Good old Joe Kelly to leave everybody waiting. Okay, at home. so what we got here. Um, is last night's game between the Padres and Dodgers. It is, I can't see on that screen, the top of the eighth. Jake Marisnik is up to bat. Joe Kelly. Count is 0-2. If you're watching here on uh, YouTube, just kind of pay attention. Joe Kelly. It's supposed to be... So if you look at, I believe that's Will Smith behind the plate, his, his glove is just down. Like he, like he doesn't look like he's framing it yet, like of where he wants the pitch. And then once Joe Kelly comes to play, it does look like it's supposed to be low and inside. So, does it look intentional or does it not look intentional? To me personally, 
I know he's Joe Kelly. I, I think he just he just was a little he was a little wild there. I I, I yeah. really don't think that was intentional. I mean, what are you gonna? What's the purpose of throwing at a guy when you're deep in a playoff race and you're clearly an army that the team relies on? Like you're missing, you're missing, you're missing it though. Where did Jake Marisnik play in 2017? Mm, okay, I get. What are you're they still that him. petty? Are you Jake kidding me? Joe, I mean, Joe Kelly is. Like, we Jake know Joe Marisnik. Kelly is. Joe Kelly, you were Houston. on the Red Sox in 2018. We know. The exact same thing. But Jake Marisnik was a Houston Astro in 2017 and in 2018. So that's what that's what the buzz here in Houston is. Because, let's, dude, the mechanics. Look at the mechanics, okay? I don't even look at the catcher. Watch his lineup. There's nothing funny about it, Okay. The release, the release is where it needs to be. His foot is where it needs to be. It's up and in at 96. Okay? That's a major league pitcher there. I know he sucks. Okay? But that right there is 100% intentional in my book. I mean, I just, I, I think it's really 100%. How many years later? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's, it's almost like he forgot that they cheated in 2018. You know, no, makes you wonder. Makes you wonder if he throws. They, it's because they, they, the players didn't get caught. The manager got punished. So he's like, well, then I'm not the same as them. Yes, you are. Makes you wonder if he throws balls at Mookie's head when they're doing BP. You know what I mean? Oh, no, he, he doesn't make he doesn't make the money that Mookie does. He's not allowed to go near him. So oh, for sure, Mookie probably doesn't even know who he is. He's like, you were in Boston with me. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. That, I, I don't think that was intentional. I, I think that's just Joe Kelly just letting one go. Like honestly, it is. It is a, a weather like. Whether you believe it was intentional or not, I think it's too big of a coincidence on that. Yeah. yeah I don't know. We've already had that argument, Larry, and I win it every time. Yes, okay? Larry. I ha- After last season, yeah, I'm all for the DH. All DH. Make it happen. Pitchers you aren't guys, athletes. You guys don't like watching pitchers bunt? It's one of my favorite yeah. things in sports. Pitchers aren't athletes. <laughs> Give me a DH all day. You, it, it, it's funny when you say that because who's normally the best pitcher? Who's normally the best player on the team in high school? The pitcher. It's the pitcher. It's yeah. just. It's just funny. It, it just. It's always one of those things that just fascinates me. How you go from being the best athlete, being able to do everything on your team in high school, to all of a sudden couldn't hit water if you fell out of a boat. Like mm-hmm. when the there is one just, team. One team where the pitcher is their best hitter. There's one team, the Los Angeles Angels. Shehei Otani. But that's, you mean American League MVP Shohei Otani? I don't know if Vladimir Guerrero takes his team to the uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I'm sorry, if he takes his team to the playoffs, I think. But my my whole thing with the Vlad Otani argument is like what 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 Otani has done on the mound and at the plate this year. It's just it's just stupid. He's basically put together like two All Star seasons at two different positions. Two completely different positions, and but his team's I know, I know not even close to the playoffs. I know, but it's like you, you look at what he has done, and it's just it's just one of those things where I'm just like, I, I just like, yes, Vlad has had an unreal season, and respect to him. Yes, he's he's brought Toronto to 
the brink of the playoffs and like respect him and whatnot. But just what Otani has done, like overall, like in this year, like it's just it's so hard for me to make that argument against him. That you know what you know what Otani has done has been good. The pitching has obviously sloped a little bit, but I will make the argument why to keep it even relevant with what he. Oh, did we lose Blake again? I think we did. <laughs> he just straight up froze. Oh my goodness! But but yeah, no, like so uh, Otani. I'm not uh, saying that I wouldn't give it to Otani. I just think it's worth having the discussion. Yeah. See. Oh no no no! A hundred percent. Like like honestly, there like, he is. Like, yeah, I was like I was like he just disappeared. All right, can start off start start back up because we lost okay. you. Okay. So what Otani has done like this year is is awesome okay like being able to keep that tenacity on the mound you know while you're an everyday player as well you know and then you think about it once they take him out they're putting him back into like right field or something like that you know what i mean it's almost like you're playing a little league game you know you're like oh you're not sitting the bench go to right field you know but at the same time what i am thinking about and i know this is far-fetched but it's something to think about does it damage him that he is on the Angels? Not because they're not making the player the playoffs, but let's face it, they keep on giving it to a guy that can't get his team to the playoffs already. You know, we've done the same song and dance with Mike Trout. And I know this is a huge reach, okay? But why do we keep on rewarding the AL MVP to a team that can't even break 500 is my only question on that. But in saying that too as well, I'm just playing devil's advocate because Mike Trout obviously has not done – the things that Otani has done this season, but let alone, you know, Trout did deserve the, the, the awards that he got as well too. I'm just trying to like give you kind of like a reality of what some of these guys are going to, going to be voting for and things like that. Of course, he's got to get the West coast vote and everything like that. But then now you have like people in on the East coast and like the Midwest and stuff like that. Like, why do we keep on voting for guys out here in, in the other part of LA like you know, the lesser team you know what I mean in in that area but you know what what Vlad has done has been great he was super hot for a while he's cooled off he's still hitting the ball he's still seeing the ball great but man nine times out of ten I'm always going to go with the guy that has contributed to get his team to a playoffs and I know it takes more than just one guy to get get that team to the playoffs and Otani kind of was faced with crap this year with trout you know and you forget that rondone's even on the team since he's been hurt for so long and hasn't done anything in an angel's uniform but it's just you know i don't know you know the 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 past couple years the mvp race has been so done by this time that we don't even have to worry about it but now things are so close that it's not it's not going to surprise me out of these four guys who actually wins this well, and, and we were talking about it before we came on air. I think one of the interesting things is is the way the the lineups, the the way the rotations are setting up and everything. Otani is going to be pitching Sunday against the Mariners, hopefully, and that might be a win and end game for the Mariners. So, I mean, he's not going to be in the playoffs, but he's going to have a chance to spoil someone's playoffs. So that might be something if he goes out there and shoves for seven, eight innings and costs Seattle a playoff spot. That might be something that pushes him over the edge. Um. Yeah, I. We have to think about this. Do we think 
either Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or she- Shehei Otani can repeat what they've done this year? Like, which one of them has the capability to repeat what they've done? I think, I think, Vlad- is, I think you could say both. Like, yeah. I, I really do. Like, I mean, you, 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 the one thing that like keeps blowing my mind about this whole Shohei thing is the fact that he's doing this after he played 60 games and then went to 162. Like, like, we have to remember, like, a lot of these pitchers, like, their arms were, you know, like, affected by this entire, like, shift of the short season to the long season. Mm-hmm. And if Shohei did it in this 162, he can definitely do it again. The only reason why I say no is because we forget that Shohei had Tommy John, okay? And the only reason why I say no is because, let's face it, if the Angels – the Angels have kind of been loose, okay? We're talking about a team that – was letting people in the stadium for $3 right now, okay? So they need an attraction, okay? If the Angels get things right finally in the front office and they have a chance to go deep, I I think you see less and less of Shohei pitching. You know, I think you bring him in as a six-root starter. If your guys need an extra day of rest or something like that can happen. But, dude, Vlad, and I'm not saying Shohei doesn't, but, dude, Vlad is – what we were being spoon fed last year and spitting out. It's this pedigree and the pedigree has finally come through and we're like, okay, we can finally like, cause they put him in first base. Yeah, they realize he's not a we're not, we're yeah, not, I think that was huge. We're not, yeah. we're not choking <laughs> it put down. Him at first. Yeah. We're not choking this down anymore on MLB network. I think Vlad has the capability of being that next guy that we have all crowned Tatis with, you know what I mean? And this is me. Brandon knows this. This is me eating crow right now because this time last year, I would have never thought I'd be saying this about Vlad Guerrero, you know? Um, But I, I, if you, if you ask me that question, I'm going to go Vlad. Dude, Shohei has, has, has blown my mind this year, you know? And we all know that I've just kind of like played it off. Like, you know, how long can he keep this up? Well, he's kept it up all season. The only reason why I say that is because, you know, what are the Angels going to do if they really get into a playoff race? You know, the the arm is my only, my only, like, backfall on this is, you know, how, how long is that arm going to keep up, you know? And <clears throat> what he's done has been remarkable. Uh, does he deserve it? Absolutely. Does Vlad deserve it? Absolutely. Does Satis deserve it? Absolutely. Does Harper deserve it? Absolutely. But sadly, one of those is going to walk away with that trophy, and the other one's going to be like, man, what else could I have done that season, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I just – because I just saw Larry's comments, and it just I, – I will talk about Bartolo Colon anytime I can. He is, he is 48 years old, and he is pitching in Mexico, and I am still upset that the Padres didn't try to sign him in the last month because Bartolo pitching at Petco would have been magic, and I just I just had to bring that up because I just saw that right there. Really. <laughs> yeah, Bartolo I, Colon forever, man. I, I would love to see his his large his large uh, mass like on the mound just out there throwing throwing ducks at Petco. It would have been better than Vince Velasquez or Jake Arrieta or whoever the hell else we thrown out. Yeah, those – uh, those two moves uh, were not very smart. <laughs> but it, it comes back to just, you know, just the organization, the injuries, the trading away all your, your depth and putting yourself in a situation where once you lose arms, you've got really nothing else in the gun. It's just, they ran out of gas. So, so. but let's, uh, yeah, let, let's talk about actual, like, decent teams that are going to be playing in October. So, uh, yeah. An- another question Do we think the Giants are, uh, uh, one-time hit. Like, are they just? No. Is that just this year, or do you think they could do this for the next few uh, few seasons? 
The Giants, I already had as the Cardinals two years ago. Okay. Remember how when Brand- when it was just Brandon and I, I used to tell St. Louis all the time, just be patient, you know, be patient, be patient. I think San Francisco is that team that we would have said if they fell off that they were two years ahead of schedule, but this team has kind of figured out the formula ahead of schedule, if that makes sense. No. Now, I don't know. And this is me admitting, I don't know who is and isn't a free agent at the end of the season. Uh, um, Brandon Crawford was, but they signed okay. him to an extension. Well, he has found obviously the fountain of youth, you know, a great story right there coming out of San Francisco. But at the same time, let's not forget, you know, San Francisco is got that draw, you know, so it would be interesting to see what their money is like at the end of the year and see what they're going to do in the off season if they do anything. And if they do that, I mean, with what they had this year, you know, and it just feels like the Dodgers keep printing money, which we keep saying year in and year out that they just cannot continue to do. So, you know, you have the Padres and you have San Francisco or San Francisco that is just completely young and ready to play ball. And it just feels like the Dodgers keep bringing in these big time players and things like that, that are either mid career or at the end of their career. So um, I really think that, you know, and that's another thing that we can eat crow on, on the show about is I think that, I think the giants are for real and I don't think that they're going to go away anytime soon. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like, I feel like I owe an apology because one of my predictions at the all-star break was the fact that I thought the giants would collapse in the second half and miss the playoffs and, Clearly, I was as wrong as wrong can be. And you I got the wrong San City. You said San yeah, Francisco. Got... <laughs> it was San Diego. Exactly. It's your fault. Wow. And I, and I mean, I mean, respect, respect to the Giants organization. Bringing in Farhan Zidi was just a massive thing, and clearly, mm-hmm. it's paid dividends uh, end over end. And I, the Giants have actually tied for the most most uh, wins in their San Francisco era at this point, and they still got a season to go, so they're going to surpass that. And, yeah, the Giants have done a beautiful job of meshing the young and the old and finding those pieces and able to plug them in. And yeah, they're 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 a fantastic team right now. And nothing but respect to them. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they won the World Series and competing for a championship with what they put together this year. Respect to Gabe Kapler, he has done a great job as a manager of that team and putting the pieces together. Yeah, uh, wasn't he before manager of the Phillies? He was, and he flamed out bad like he was they they dumped him and now they're watching him go to the playoffs (laughs) what's joe doing out there Hmm. one thing that i wish they would do here with the uh playoffs is reseed after each round because a giants dodgers potential nlcs would be some fantastic baseball but it's going to be the nlds most likely because whoever wins the Division, the second place team gets that wild card, and they obviously play the number one seed, which will either be the Dodgers or the Giants. Um, it would be great. Oh my god, I, I would be so ecstatic, so happy if the Dodgers go one and done. They lose the Cardinals in that one in that one game playoff. Well, I mean, and at this point, I think the biggest thing for St. Louis is they were able to clinch as early as they were because now they can set up their rotation and they can have Wainwright throw in that one game. And if you have him starting that game, like, I mean, you know, you, 
you assume at this point the Dodgers are going to throw Scherzer, but you don't know how the rotation is going to stack up. And if they're competing for this NL West title, trying to avoid that one game playoff, it could throw a wrinkle in there. But I mean, hell, they've got three or four dudes they could throw in that spot right there to, to pitch in that that's, one game playoff. That's another thing too. You know, Wainwright has had a phenomenal season, but he has had two really bad outings the last two yeah. starts. Yeah. yeah, But that would be a team that I could see just use every pitcher they had on board. That way they could beat the Dodgers to move on. While the Dodgers, we all know that Dave would be conservative because he would want to try to figure out the next step against the Giants. So I'm really interested to see what's got to go on on that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I could just see St. Louis. I mean, they have all the momentum. When you're playing that loose and with that much swagger and you go into a one-game win it all against a Goliath like that, I that is a recipe for a disaster if you're a Dodger fan right now. You know, and I they think They are the hottest like, game in baseball, and it's not even close. Yeah, like, they, yeah. And, and, and how how bitter of a pill would that be to swallow if you're a Dodger fan to win 100 games in a season and lose in the first round of a wild card? Um, that would be really interesting, but at the same time, I mean, when a team's hot, it's hot, and this is the right time to catch fire. Well, but it's also that that devil's advocate where did they get hot too early? And are they going to – Should they, they lose one of these last four games just to get it out of their system? It, it reminds me of Rocktober a couple of years ago when the when the Rockies went on that unbelievable run and went to the World Series and flamed out. But it's like I just – it's one of those things where it's like how long can they stay at this level? And I, I think a team like St. Louis can do it. Like you said, guys like Arenado and Goldschmidt, like those are cornerstones and they can carry this team like deep. But – it's just, yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting because, I mean, you know, they're they're coming to the West Coast one way or the other. They're playing the Dodgers or they're playing the Giants. Yeah. So it's it's They might be play an both. Matchup. They might play both. I mean, both yeah, well, I mean, they might end up playing both. But in that one-game playoff, it's going to be one or the other. And it's like – it's going to be very interesting to see. St. Louis is one of those teams that you just have to keep an eye on the next week because they are, they are going to be must-see. Yeah. Personally, if I were a fan, I would just say just lose one of these last four. Just so you can get it out of your system, because just every game that they win, there's more and more pressure to keep it going. I don't, I don't know. I feel, I feel like you get to that point of winning streak. Like they're what seventeen now, eighteen. I think it's seventeen because I think. Yeah, I mean, you get you get to a point like they've already beat the franchise record and stuff like this. At this point, you're just playing with house money. Just come out and play. Yeah, no, yeah. They lost today. So they, they, they got their loss out of the way then. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. let's let's see what happens now. I mean, you know, it's – but, yeah, I mean, they, they can set the rotation up and they, they can be ready for that one-game playoff. They can rest the arms they need to. And they, they've clinched, so they can just kind of coast in at this point. There's there's nothing they can do that's going to change, change uh, where they are in that one-game playoff, yeah. Because the Dodgers have just like a massive lead on that first walk. Oh, I know. Uh, Ryan Weathers pitched tonight. I saw his 4 nothing in the first, and I just – like well, I've done most of the past two weeks, I just zoned out. They're like, I don't even care anymore. Just tears. Just tears. Uh, Astros are down 7 nothing to the Rays right now. Uh, game's almost over there. So, Lose. 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 I was going to say, Blake, the only thing you have to worry about right now is the home field in that first round because you, yeah. the, you're only, what, two and a half games above the, uh, the White Sox about it's to be two after this loss. So it's you kind of have to win these games. Yeah, it's three, but at the same time, too, that's what I'm not really that nervous about it. Like, yes, they need to win, but there's kind of like a cool, like, if they tie, 
and go in with the same record. We own the tiebreaker because we beat them five out of seven times this season. Now I, I'm I'm with you. You know, we we need to win that game. That way we have home field on it. You know, but at the same time, like I know this sounds cocky, and even with how atrocious our pitching has been, but we've we've owned the White Sox this year. You know, now I know it's different, obviously in the playoffs, yeah. but at the same time, um, I don't know. And I, I mean this, and I mean this like humbly for once. You know, I, I don't know what this Astros team is going to be like. I don't know if they can. They're going to catch fire. We caught fire last year with the same situation, with our arms dead and everything like that. Uh, but we also too almost had the same blueprint. We 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 like drunkenly stumbled into the playoffs basically, and then when we got there, this team caught fire. Everybody said it was a fluke, if you remember right, against the Twins. And then we moved on and mopped the floor with the A's. And, and then, you know, we were – a lot of people forget, you know, we were one game away from going back to the World Series, you know. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, it's it's going to be interesting, you know. But at the same time, it's kind of like – as weird as it sounds as a fan, like I've been through so many ups and downs the past, like, like four seasons with this team that, like, I've, like, prepared myself for the best and the worst, if that makes any sense to you guys. It's, like, the first time going into the playoffs that I'm super, super calm about what's going to happen going forward because there's been some great storylines this year, you know, and whatever team actually gets to the final dance is going to be deserving of it at this point. Well, you you know what you need to do, Blake, right? What's that? You, you, you need to play that first round at Dodger Stadium because know, like, right? that helped last right. year. And then come, come back to Petco and <laughs> – well, we kind of own that field, you know. It's 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 <laughs> I know, it's your home away from home, right? It's home away from home. <laughs> but, but yeah, no. Um, I mean, I I know the matchups aren't set right now, but I when you when you look at what we're looking at in the playoffs, like I know we kind of touched on it before, but that that White Sox Astros series it has storylines galore, anyways. But Dusty Baker against Tony La Russa, subtle storyline that will probably get more more steam in the next week. That will be very interesting to watch. The Atlanta Braves going to their former home in Milwaukee. That will also be fun to watch. Like there, there's going to be a lot of fun stories in this playoffs this year. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I know playoffs aren't set, but Chris, what are your World Series picks? Because by the time we have our next show, playoffs will have started. <sighs> I don't know. I... See, and the, the funny thing is, like, I probably would have picked the Brewers out of the NL before this Williams injury because I felt like they, they have been the most consistently solid team this year. And, I, I mean, the Giants obviously are very good as well. But, man, I, it's, if, if, you, if I had to choose right now, I would probably say Tampa-Milwaukee just because I want the MLB to be very upset about that matchup. <laughs> Two no disrespect, very no disrespect. small market teams. Small market teams, MLB's like, son of a... Uh, <laughs> mine would be Giants and Rays. Um, the two, I, in my opinion, the two best teams we've seen all year. Just um, going chalk, huh? Just choosing the ones? Yeah, of course. Um, I want the Dodgers <laughs> to be one and done. Um, but we'll see. Because they're obviously probably going to have to start Max Scherzer in that one-game playoff. In that uh, play-in wildcard game. Um, yeah. I wish they would do what they did uh, last year, where it was a three-game series. I absolutely love that. So. Yeah, no, no, and that that was fun. I mean, obviously, I enjoyed it a lot more because if it wasn't for a three-game series, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have moved on. But yeah, I, I I do think it just when you play 162 games, it's just insane to me that it all comes down to one. Like, it, it, it I feel like it has to be at least a three-game series. Maybe they will uh, pitch it. 
pun intended, uh, in the uh, owners meeting this offseason to change the uh, wild card to a three-game playoff. Um, so, so Blake, who, who do you have the Astros facing in the World Series? The Giants. Yeah, I was like, the, I don't the, need the other that. thing I was gonna say is is who do you have in that AL wild card? Well, oh, an AL wild card. I, we I've don't like. The there are so many different matchups. It, it could be. I want. That's harder I to want, pick than a World Series right now. Right. I want Toronto and Boston. That's what I want. That's what I, I want think- because I could sit back and just and enjoy watching the game. Does that make sense? Yes. I, I don't need New York in there. Okay. Because I just think it would be hilarious for them to miss the playoffs this season, you know what I mean. But at the same time, like I, I would want that because you know I feel like the Blue Jays are a fun team to watch. You know what I mean. And uh, for Boston to do what they had done this year, you know, and you know it's funny too because you see like Yankee fan actually like trying to like trash them, saying, "Oh, they only got here with analytics and things like that." It's like, are you really like? playing that card right now this team was meant to do nothing and here they are you know at the end of the day <laughs> battling to get into the playoffs i wouldn't mind seeing yeah. the mariners but a lot would have to happen you know i don't have any Ill i mean will. not that yeah. much they're only yeah. a half game out of that i know season. that but i don't i i don't know they, they i think they play tampa next week you know what i mean and even though tampa is resting the majority of their arms i mean that team's pretty much on fire i mean uh, what Frank uh, Frank Owen is like on a thirty four game on base, um, streak streak yeah, right now it's like just ridiculous. That's that's insanity right there, you know. But I mean, yeah, you know. But at the end of the day, I will tell you, uh, as crazy as this uh, sounds, Seattle uh, finishes against Angels. Seattle Angels, Blue Jays, Orioles, Yankees, Mar- or Yankees, yeah, Rays, and Boston Nationals. The one thing that I'm I would really really look forward to is trying to get some vengeance again against the Rays in the AL championship. I think I think as an Astros fan, like I would want that more than anything because that that right there would have been magical for them to move on, you know, in that scenario. But I I, I would like to I would like to get some vengeance there if we if we were able to get to the ALCS. And and you talk about vengeance, but let's just take a second to once again appreciate what the Tampa Bay Rays have done this year, getting to the World Series sure. last year, coming back and winning 97 games. They, there's a chance they can win 100 games this year, but, like, just, just an unbelievable, like, run for this team. And isn't Wander Franco, like, on some weird, like, on-base hitting streak right now? Or, like, on-base yeah, just said it, like, 34 games. games. Yeah, 34 yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. 43. And what's crazy about it, too, is you have, you, have evil, you have evil MLB, too, that try to sabotage the Rays, you know, and make it to where Tyler Glasnow couldn't use the sticky stuff anymore, and he got injured. You know, so you're yeah, taking their best. That's that's another thing to think about. Jeez, <laughs> you think about insane. it. The MLB perfectly hurt him because he couldn't pitch with sticky stuff anymore. You know, but yeah, everybody knows that. Franco got three hits today, so it continues. Yeah, 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 yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, is no, for me, I, I think I, is he AL Rookie oh. of the Year? You think? Uh, uh, I, mean, I can't make an argument against it. I, yeah, I, I and really, that would be back to back for that, really, right? Yeah, I haven't really looked at it to even be able to tell you. But I mean, the fact that he goes forty-three consecutive games with either a hit, a walk, hit by pitch, something to get on base—that's that's really impressive. So, what would be a bigger disappointment? All the hype the Padres got not making the playoffs, or the fact that the Dodgers can get over a hundred wins and could be one and done? 
Like, oh, Dodgers for sure. Hands for, down. for 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 me, it's it's the Padres. Just because I mean, no. I you know, like no. like the Dodgers, the Dodgers losing in a one game playoff, like. If you would have told us that at the beginning of the season, like it wouldn't have been like the most shocking thing, but we wouldn't have expected the Giants to be as good as they were. But yeah. for, for that team to be where they were at Memorial Day, like in first, in control, and to end up sub 500, it's yeah, for me, it's not even close. See, uh, I'm used always, to Dodgers choking to the playoffs. So it's, it's like, but at the end of the day, it's always, it's always more of a letdown when the big brother chokes over the little brother, okay? Yeah, Dodgers have just beat beat up on the Padres this year. By the way, <laughs> like it's just been uh, no, uh, but for real, Lee. for real. Like uh, I'm about to go buy a White Sox jersey. God damn it! <laughs> I just that's what you. I love how like calm you were though. You just sit there and dig it. But no, for real. Like, and I'm not even saying it. And if Chris wasn't on here either, I'd be saying the same thing. Just like for real. If you win a hundred games and you lose in the first round of a wild card. That, I, that right there is more disappointing to me than having all the hopes in the world and the wheels falling off halfway through the season. Like, I, I get where you're coming from because you feel the pain a lot more than anybody else. But for real, if if that happens, everybody's going to forget about what the Padres did. I mean, everybody's already forgetting about what the Padres did with what the Mets did. I mean, we haven't even talked about that, you know. they there, There's we, not enough alcohol in the world to make me forget about what the Padres And I get that. Year, so. But at the same time, we, we talked about that before we came on. I mean, the Mets won 100 and were in first place up to 103 games into the season and missed the, missed the playoffs, okay? So there's been so much happen this year on, on, on teams, like, tanking out and stuff like that. It's. I, I'm telling you, this time next year we'll, we'll be talking about how this was the it moment for this team. How how uh, Manchado looking like Pauly D screaming at Tatis in, in the in, in the dugout, you know, was the game changer on, on pulling this team up to the next like the next level, you know, because this team this team right here hasn't stalled out. You know what I mean? You guys are getting club back. Um, you know. Hopefully, like, every, all the pitching injuries, you know, come back. You know, and not only that, but some of the stars that you guys still have, maybe they can figure it out. I know we've had conversations about Gore, you know, not being able to figure it out this season. Hopefully, he's able to get stronger in, in the offseason. So, I, I just – with what the Dodgers have done this year, if they, if they miss out on making the playoffs – I just think we're forgetting too that they won their Mickey Mouse World Series last year, you know. So I think that is a bigger, bigger egg than anything that the Padres could have done this season. And and, and I think like I, I think the big factor is the trade deadline, the fact that they went and got Trey Turner and Max Scherzer at the trade mm-hmm. deadline. So yeah, I, I can see. Like I mean, you know, like I'm I'm good if if that happens. I'm ecstatic. But yeah, should Trey Turner be in the MVP uh, discussion? Next, <laughs> I was just saying, like he leads the no, league no, in no, hits and uh, he leads the NL in batting. He's a, he, he's a stud, but I mean, next, <laughs> next, former. Player. You know, you know, and he just doesn't do anything for me. Next, you know, next. He also got those slides that he has in the home plate. Where he's just it's so smooth and he just <laughs> pops right up. I love it. I love watching it. I think it's. Well, it's definitely one of my favorite things there uh, to watch. I like uh, it when he's not in that jersey anymore. How about that? That too. Then I'll like it all day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I just have to do a quick read here. Uh, our sponsor here, Southern California Warriors Semi Pro Football. 
Congratulations to the Warriors on a 26-12 victory over the Las Vegas Saints. The world of semi-pro sports is unlike any other sports organizations. Players pay to play in hopes of so many different outcomes, whether it's playing to get filmed, to try out for professional teams, big-time colleges, or just playing to stay in shape. No matter what, all semi-pro players have one thing in common, and that's playing for the love of the game. The Seal Cow Warriors have been on a quest to earn titles and give players a second chance since 2017. Whether you're in Southern California or anywhere in the world, give semi-pro sports Give semi-pro sports a chance if you love your sport. You may get the second chance you've been waiting for as an athlete. Follow them on social media, Twitter at SoCal Warriors, Instagram, Southern California underscore Warriors, and search on Facebook under Southern California Warriors. Background Check International. Are you looking to do a background check on a new hire? Let Kit Fremlin take care of that for you. Kit founded it and has managed Background Check International since 1994. And he's here to help you with the screening process. Contact Kit and let him make the hiring process that much easier. Business is used for professional background checks and not for the use of any such crimes, such as identity theft or any other illegal activity. Uh, you can find them on the internet at bcint.com. Search on Facebook at Background Check International BCI. Chris, any parting thoughts for today's show? Yeah, no, I, I can't. I honestly can't wait for the playoffs. I think it'll be very entertaining. And it is, Brandon, you can attest, it's always more entertaining when your team is not in and you can just have no Because your heart doesn't like want to beat sport. out of your chest. Oh yeah, my God. it's like it's like I'm looking forward to that not pain. I mean, I'd rather have the pain. But uh, the other thing I was going to say is, uh, so apparently Juan Soto has reached base 56 times in between Cardinals losses. <laughs> just a random stat to throw out there, so. Should Juan Soto be involved in the MVP discussion? No. No, because his team's not even close. I don't <laughs> care. I just wanted to bring it up. Blake, any uh, parting thoughts? Yeah. Orange, October. Get used to it. He's talking about the Giants, right? Yes. Orange, talking. October. All orange. National League and American League. All right, everyone. I want to appreciate you all for tuning in. Um, we will see you next time. Yeah.